Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues in the state of Maine. We're with a group called Enigma Theory. We'll be with John and Ronnie. Here we go. And Scott. Sorry, I lost place on my notes here. And talk with them about Enigma Theory and what they are and what they do and how they entertain people in the Northeast. After we talk about this, now we've all done this before, you find that that perfect tone you're looking for. And then a club owner walks up and says, hey, you're a little loud. Could you turn it down? Then you have to change everything you've done. And you finally got the tone you're looking for and you have to change it because you're too loud, you know? Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage Plexi circuit, well, at least anyway, that's what Bill says. The Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, a digital reverb, a two-buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than a Plexi does at volumes ranging from a whisper all the way to concert volume levels. And it's designed to be played at those lower volumes. That way you can play it at like a, a winery. You could play at a coffee shop and still have that tone without being chased out because of the volume. The two channels each have their own gain and master volume control, but they share the EQ. It's a real cool amp. It's the Lexi. Check it out at Landry Amps. All right. They have a YouTube channel. And when you go to the YouTube channel, Bill Landry of Landry Amps will walk you through all the amps that they have to offer. Or just check them out at their website. It's www.landryamps.com. Enigma Theory is our guest from Wyndham, Maine. I'm in South Burlington, and we go to Maine at least once a year. I've been there three times this year. We might hit one more time, too, before the year is up, although I don't think... We will. I think I think three is our limit this year. But I don't think I've ever gone through Wyndham. So what are you guys near? What are you closest to that we might have driven through and I didn't realize we were there? Uh, Wyndham sits right in the middle of 302, which is a main road that'll go from Portland all the way to Bridgeton, Maine, all the way to North Conway, New Hampshire. Okay, okay. So we we probably have driven through it, and I just hadn't realized because this year we went to Nova Scotia just after the fires. <laughs> it was really cool. Great story about the state of Maine. But we went uh, north of the Kangamangas, north of the White Mountains of New Hampshire, right? And mm -hmm. we roll into Maine, and we weren't in the state of Maine maybe five minutes. We come up on this tent, and a bunch of guys hanging outside with a with with a you know an overhang tent. And they're holding up a sign that says, you honk, we drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is a state I want to party in. <laughs> so, John, tell me uh, how you guys came together. What, uh, well, is it, Ronnie, what is Enigma Theory and how did you put it together? Well, Ronnie and Scott were already together before I joined the band. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm the bass player and I put an ad out on craigslist scott seen it said hey this guy seems like he would be a cool guy so i came out tried out and they were cool with it they gave me a thumbs up 
And I also, uh, I practiced with Ronnie before in the past. Uh -huh. uh, so we kind of knew each other, but it just, things didn't work out back then. So we were just, I don't know what really happened. <laughs> we just didn't click at the time. And we got together this time and it all clicked. That's awesome. So Scott, was this your band or Ronnie, was this your band or was it you guys kind of got it together because you've known each other or what? I think Ronnie had posted something initially. Oh, okay. um, it was kind of just coming out of lockdown. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, and it was just kind of a uh, more of like an open jam. I think Ronnie was just looking for people. And uh, we went over, jammed once, a couple other guys there, and they didn't uh, they didn't show up again. Yeah, and uh, kind of Ronnie and I had something something going for uh, three four months before we uh, started really looking for a bass player. We had a guy who was kind of in and out, and kind of stopped showing up. Yeah. So Ronnie, then before lockdown, you were with another band. I've been in a lot of bands. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a drummer, <laughs> and, and a lot of bands that just didn't work out, mainly because of home lives like people just had more important things to do yeah like they had to walk their dog you know instead of playing in the band right or whatever so <laughs> don't you love that with... don't you love that hey we yeah. got band practice tonight oh sh i i gotta go yeah. water my plants and i never understood it because i'm a family guy i'm married i have kids i have a yeah. mortgage music is what i do so you know of course family comes first but just you know it was my passion my family understood it so it was hard yeah. finding guys to be in a band with that were the same way and it just right. took that and i actually have i can say it real quick the real story of how enigma theory formed okay. and i'm middleman because i met scott a few years before we jammed uh, on a whim because he had a guitar that i wanted to buy oh <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, that's my guitar that I sold like years ago. So I ended up getting my same guitar back. And then John, what really happened was John was in a band and I was in a band and his band needed a drummer. So I went over and tried out for his band, but I didn't like the band and my band needed a bass player. So he came and tried out for that, but he didn't like the music of that band. Right. So we kind of went away. But. I'm really bad with names and I forgot his name, but all oh. these years on my wife, I'm like, man, if I could just find this bass player again, he's perfect for, you know, yeah, every problem yeah. that I do because he doesn't play bass like a normal bass player. And uh, so what Scott was saying about band, like I started this project well, just because I wanted to jam again yeah. and I had this other guy I was, that was coming over playing bass and he's like, well, I'll only do it if we can play music. That's like jam band music, like Mo or Dave Matthews or whatever. And I was like, I don't care what we play. I just want to play. We uh -huh. put the ad out. Scott and another guitarist came over and uh, the other guy just didn't gel. But I remember like, you know, Scott was, I was like, oh, hey, remember I bought a guitar off you so many years ago? And <laughs> I'm like, it is, it's hanging over there on the wall. And then, uh, but Scott just had what I was looking for. Just the, the two hours that we were jamming, I was like, that's the guy. So when I called him 
the next day he was like, yeah, let's do it. And literally from that day, because we started in May of 2001, we got together faithfully every week and just jammed for two, three hours. No kidding. Wow. So the other, the bass player that we were playing with at the time, he wouldn't show up. He just, he kept not showing up. He'd be like, oh, I'm, I, I got this or I got that or I got this next week, next week. So Scott and I just started writing and it was nothing like what the other guy wanted. You know, it doesn't yeah. sound like, doesn't sound jam. And then we started finding out that we're really into the same kind of music, which, you know, is like rock and progressive rock right. and, you know, Rush, Porcupine Tree. Scott will name a bunch of bands he's into. And so we just started writing without the guy and, Finally, Scott and I had like four or five songs together. I'm like, man, if we're going to get serious, we have to, we got to find a bass player. So Scott sent me John's listing and I messaged him like, hey, man, you know, we got this thing going. Here's, here's some stuff we've done. Check it out. And John really liked it. And then he was like, hey, you remember me? I'm John. (laughs) Oh my God, it's you. You're the bass player. So John was already in the band before he even came to the first rehearsal. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was telling Scott, this is the guy, this is the guy that's going to set this band, you know, full circle. And, and, and it did. And we've been. So let, you know, let me ask uh, John up. and Scott, that's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why <I> that. just <laughs> thanks ronnie it's cool though. uh look let's introduce everybody so it's uh ronnie lee is on the drums right ronnie yep 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 okay ronnie and, lee. uh scott young right yeah uh, guitar backing vocals and not the scott young that used to play for my st louis blues right no no there's a apparently there's a lot of me out there yeah apparently <laughs> it's it's such a an uncommon name i would imagine yeah, exactly <laughs> and then uh, john chenard right john yes that's correct okay where are y'all from are y'all from Wyndham? uh no i'm from Saco. okay i mean with yeah that's from going uh, on in maine i'm just really concerned about everybody's proximity to you know the recent events from back in october you know yeah yeah, it's like 40 minutes here. Yeah. And uh, now we know how you got together. Now, Ronnie, you write a lot of your music. Is that correct? But the band writes a lot of music, too. Uh, we we write together. Um, it's a lot of it is a lot of like uh, riffs that John writes on bass and will bring in. And same with uh, Scott. He writes a lot of riffs and then we just jam um and then we'll try to we'll try to write the song out and structure it and be like okay that's the song and then i'll take it and write lyrics to it and uh john actually wrote that's really cool because sometimes people say i get this idea about a song about a you know a a kid that gets on a school bus and just starts opening fire or something like you know whatever you know or um my what it was my my girlfriend ran off with my best friend and i miss him you know (laughs) that kind of stuff so you guys begin with the music and you build out from there uh for the most part yeah Yeah. and john 
lyrics for one of our other songs that we haven't uh did we release that song which we, one which one did you write lyrics to taking oh, two yeah taking oh. two taking two so yeah that's on our album that just came out uh-huh. but I'm, I'm not you know anyone can write lyrics um it's just it's kind of like whoever comes up with something first how about you scott what's your participation in the songwriting process um i kind of i like i'm better if there's kind of a foundation yeah. that parts too um i think the first thing we wrote ronnie just sent me a drum track you know and was like hey see what you can come up with to this kind of thing um the funny thing was when we when ronnie and i were writing uh when we were just getting together weekly and and you know jamming and writing stuff uh we were writing a lot of stuff in different tunings um when we finally played we finally got a gig together and everything it was like ah, i gotta bring like four guitars to this kid <laughs> but yeah it's really like we all kind of bring bits and pieces in and you know kind of try to fit them together do you do everything in standard tuning or do you sometimes um, say this would sound better maybe a half step down yeah, there's some stuff in standard, some drop D, a couple of drop C songs, and uh-huh. I was playing a baritone for a little while, and then I decided that was that was one too many. <laughs> and John, you? I play in standard along with Scott, with whatever Scott does. I like to keep okay. it in standard, so I, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it, really. So four string, five string, stand up. What's your bass? Four string. I like yeah. the four. String. That's how I was raised. Played with my fingers. You know, that's how I was taught. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm a no pick guy. I don't like picks. So See, I love that's- a pick on a guitar, but on the bass picks are those big fat felt things that I've seen. I can't stand them. <laughs> yeah. What's so really no picks here. What's really funny about the songwriting with John is when he's the band, when he, when he came into the band, he was like, you know, Oh no, I, I, I'm, I'm a no effects guy. I go bass straight into the, to the amp. Yeah. And God has this massive pedal board. (laughs) We're like, you know what? We're going to get you, you know? And so every practice would be like, man, you know, that bass would sound really good with like, (laughs) or reverb and so i think it was like three months into the band and john shows up with this little multi-effects pedal and he's like i did it i bought a pedal and it just kept growing and now john's pedal board is it's It's like like, it's like a full-size Furman, you know (laughs) yeah it's amazing i love it Uh, scott and i rub off on him because we're we're just gearheads that's fun (laughs) I think his no. board, the last gig we played, was bigger than mine. I think the board oh. that he brought to the gig. <laughs> <laughs> the lead guitar player talking about the bass yeah. player, right? I think I just brought a delay. <laughs> it's it's really challenging then when the drummer brings in more pedals than the lead guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> so now the first song we're going to listen to that Enigma Theory submitted that we're going to listen to or whatever. Uh, now you wrote this one, Ronnie, right? Home. It's called Home. Yeah, I wrote like the the basic yeah structures and in the in the, the lyrics, and then the guys just made it what it is. 
And when you did that, did that come from, because you said you play guitar too. So did it come from playing around on a guitar or you sitting at the drums, you came up with a groove and you said, this is kind of cool. I want to keep going with this. And then a song came to you or how, how did that evolve? Like with you know, that song? Songwriting for me is I, I'm just, I'm a basic rhythm guitarist. Mm-hmm. And so I'll come up with just, just random riffs and make a song out of it. But then yeah. I'll hand it to Scott and say, okay, make this way better. You know, even if he has to change the tuning right. um, and even change up notes to make, you know, say like, Oh, this note sounds better. I'm just coming in with a, just a, a bare bones, just to right. show well, you've got, you've got chords, you've got lyrics, you've got a melody when you say, Hey guys, I've got this. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And then Scott and, and John, I guess you get to, have your two cents and say, well, what if we did this? Like, what if we did this in three, four, what if we did this in, in 11, five time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fun time signature, by the way. <laughs> okay. So, uh, home is standard straight four, four, right? I think so. Is I it? So. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. We're giving a listen. We'll find out. Okay. The band is called Enigma Theory from Wyndham, Maine, and their first song we're going to listen to is called Home. Cause I surrender all Hey! 
our guest today here on the music of america podcast you know i don't like cats i've had cats i don't like them now though maybe i'd be able to like them again kitty's litter box a new innovation to the litter box takes away a lot of that which i disliked about having the cat that's mainly cleaning the litter box kitty's litter box is a completely biodegradable litter system it eliminates the hassle of cleaning out the litter box changing the litter yeah, all that. Okay. You simply open the litter box. You add the litter. After Kitty has done her business for know, a month or so, whatever, you simply close this biodegradable box and you throw it away. That's it. You close it, you throw it away. None of the extra cleaning with a litter box. Kitty's litter box makes the ease of cleaning the litter box by eliminating the need to clean it. I just love that you just throw it away. If you love cats, you're going to love your cat even more now. Kitty's Litter Box, available at kittieslitterbox.com, all lowercase, Kitty's Litter Box, all one word, kittieslitterbox.com. It's perfect. So John and Ronnie and Scott are our guests today from Enigma Theory. Is there somebody else in the band that we're forgetting? Nope, we're a three-piece. It's the three of you, okay. 
sometimes when you get to be my age, you'll know it's three piece. You see the three people there and you still think that there's a fourth body that should be in there. <laughs> Have you done, uh, done things where you like added keys for an occasional song or two, or maybe horns for a song or two? Have you ever experimented with other musicians, Ronnie? Uh, well, not other musicians, but we do, we, we don't play with a click track live. It just, it's just not our thing. Um, I, I think our timing's pretty good, but what we do is I have a, a sampler, a trigger that I've put backing tracks on for parts of songs or intros of songs that might have strings or synths or whatever, or, yeah. you know, just that's how we do it so that we're, we're in full control of it. Yeah, it was with so, a classic rock. To eliminate the fourth guy, we, we, that's what yeah. we do. Yeah, I talked to a classic rock cover band the other day, and I said, you guys have such a cool and unique sound. Have you ever thought about bringing in horns, you know, to really fill it out? The guy says, I've got everything I need on my keyboards. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, John, have you always played bass? Yeah, I started playing when I was, uh, I took a class in uh, high school. Actually, I started on guitar, but the teacher kept kind of crapping on my guitar. So I was like, well, I'm not going to bring my guitar to class anymore. And he said, well, then you're going to play the school bass. So I ended up playing. That's how I learned the bass. And like I said, I that's where I all started. So, and I was like, I like this. I like this way better than guitar. So, yeah. And then I said, if I'm going to be a bass player, I'm going to be a full-time bass player. How about you, Scott? When did you get started in music? Um, I had a, uh, a couple of friends in high school. Um, we kind of, none of us played anything. And we kind of wanted to be in a band. Um, it was one of those things where we all asked for instruments for Christmas that year. Uh-huh. And I, yeah. I, got a, I got a guitar. <laughs> How funny. What did the rest and of the guys get? Uh, uh Drummer with one guy was really, really uh, wanted to be a drummer, uh, so he ended up with the drums. And I think the the other guy got a bass, and he had no idea what it was. He was like, "I got a guitar with four strings. I don't even know what this does." Use that um, to shovel um, the snow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of been it's been downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, now earlier when we talked about songs, we uh, before we started this podcast. I guess, uh, right, Ronnie, you said that Light Fight, which is the next song we're going to listen to, has a real cool story about it, right? Uh, yeah, well, the the name of it came from something, and then it just, like, exploded because Scott and I wrote the music, and then I was just stumped on what to name it and, and the lyrics for it, and um, so I kind of collect vintage stuff, and uh, I was at a, a, a store, and I and I found uh, an old vintage light fight game. And what I was earth. like, "What a cool name! Like light fight." So I just kept singing that in my head, like during where I knew I knew where the chorus would be. Uh -huh. I kept singing light fight and. I'm like, man, that just sounds cool. Okay, so how can I write a story around that? And so it just turned into Light Fight is about a, a futuristic detective that, you know, goes into a 
a murder scene in a house and he has this machine that he can place in the middle of the room and it'll scan the room uh-huh. and actually show him what happened. And so the song just kind of goes through that story. And do you use music to tell part of that story? Like just instrumentation, not lyrics, you know, or, or do you have to have the lyrics to understand the storyline? Um, yeah. I mean, for this particular song, mm-hmm. uh, it, it has to, the, the lyrics are really what, you know, tell the story. Yeah. 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 Scott, you look like you're chomping at the bit. Was there something there you wanted to add or the missing? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, we had a, we had started a video for this at one point too, where. <laughs> oh, really? Ever, it didn't really it. amount to anything, but we have a uh, footage of, of us as a band being murdered during practice. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Kind of <laughs> awful. <laughs> or it's kind yeah. of the aftermath of it, you know? What happens with me when, when artists like yourself send me a song, I'll look at some titles and I'll say, oh, that'll be interesting because there's a song called Home also done by blah, 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 you know, or whatever. And if if I don't recognize it, then my mind goes someplace else. And I, I would have thought that Light Fight was about a laser tag game because yeah. <laughs> it's a light fight. And, you know, again, I oversimplify things, but I'm not always that wrong. <laughs> Most of the time I am, but I'm not always that wrong. <laughs> so this is actually a story. And if we yeah. watch the video, is the video out there somewhere, Scott? No, I don't think it was ever finished. <laughs> well, what happened, <laughs> we filmed it all on one camera. Uh-huh. I lost the SD card. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm hoping to come across it someday. <laughs> See, what I think is going to happen is someday John's going to want to raise and he's going to say, I got the SD card. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep it hidden. <laughs> yeah. so how does the how did the story end in the video uh well the video pretty much followed along with the story of the song we tried to film each part uh, of like the chorus and and each verse and so we were hoping to <laughs> you know put it all together uh in a in a like comic book fashion yeah. Um, That's what I'm seeing in my head, man. I'm seeing like these, and I'm seeing anime, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And we lost that little tiny SD card, so it's 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 out there. It'll just it'll show up one of these days, and you're gonna say, "Oh, look at this, Scott, John, get over here, look what I found." Yeah, I'm hoping. Well, the song is called "Light Fight," and uh, let your imagination. Let your imaginations run wild, but know that the band does not get murdered in this show or in this song. We know that because they'll be back on the other side after we listen to Light Fight with Enigma Theory.
song called Light Fight, and we'll talk with Enigma Theory after we talk about River Ridge Farms, only because my grandson loves it there. River Ridge Farms, Vermont's recreation lover's dream, is a gorgeous vacation rental, and it's nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful that Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, pasture, a pond, a tree-lined river frontage. Come out, enjoy this spot in the heart of the Green Mountain State, okay? Along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, and the breweries, the restaurants, the biking and hiking trails, snowshoe trails, and other tourist activities, this spot is unique due to its multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. Talk to the owner, Diana. She's the host and the, and the owner. And ask her about interacting with her pets. That's what we did with my grandson. He came up, he was two and a half years old, and he got to pet the pigs. And he was, no pun intended, in hog heaven. He just loved it. And the pigs liked it too. Or if you don't like the pigs, you don't like the animals, just enjoy and stay in the comfortable modern farmhouse, which actually will sleep 11 guests easily. There's enough space on the farm to throw events or just sit back, relax, rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. So check out River Ridge Farms. They're on Facebook, but if you search River Ridge Farms, you have to say Jeffersonville. Otherwise, you're going to get a really long list of River Ridge Farm locations throughout the country. You can also check them out at Airbnb, River Ridge Farms, Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream. Enigma Theory is our guest tonight. You know, I haven't even asked you about the title of the band. Define Enigma Theory for me. Uh, Roddy, you're going to have to take this. <laughs> There's uh, a list. We had a long list when we first started out. <laughs> we kind of wanted a name that was like abstract or just weird, something that stuck out. And uh-huh. when we, you know, when I fir- first came up with the name, we were just, I was just picking all these words that I liked and just somehow Enigma theory just came together. And I was like, oh, wow, that really sounds cool. And it started out as two words and then I just mashed it together. So uh-huh. it made me think one word. Um, and I, I hope it explains how the band is like, it kind of like our music is like that. Let's, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of and an they, enigma in theory. <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, we, we're trying to write music. That's not too standard i guess uh-huh john yeah. how would you define your uh your musical identity i guess that's a a phrase i like to use what is your musical identity like if people come to hear enigma theory what type of show are they going to listen to they're going to go hear you but they're also going to hear some other band who would that other band be um i'd say like ronnie said probably like along the lines of porcupine tree rush Mm-hmm. those type of bands um they're ronnie and scott have more of a connection on the influences they have i'm more of a metalhead um so this is all kind of new to me so uh-huh. um it works so and like ronnie said i'm new into the pedals i'm eating that right up now so yeah. <laughs> So Scott, we love guys, it. Scott, do you guys do any covers? Um, we've talked about a few. Um, 
we did a we've done a porcupine tree cover uh, uh-huh. a song called Lazarus a couple times, but we're looking for we're looking for kind of like some kind of standout eighty song that we can kind of make our own. Yeah. But you, Ronnie, what do you think? What what's rolling through your head right now? What's a good cover that that Enigma Theory could make their own kind of? Uh, well, some I don't want to say because I don't want anyone else to do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I'll just randomly text the guys. I'll be like, oh, what do you guys think about doing this song? You know, it'd be really cool. And it'll just be crickets for like hours. And yeah. then one of them will chime in and just be like, oh, I, I just can't see it. And I'm like, well, let me make a demo then. You know, and I, uh-huh. and I have, but there is talk of, you know, doing some covers that we can make our own. So it's fun for us. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, I, I know what this song is. That's a cool version. Uh, yeah. Now, the last song here, I brought up the name Omni Square. I said, is this like based off an Omni Hotel or something? And everybody just kind of had a smile on their face. And I said, I'll ask that question in the podcast then. So uh, who wants to speak up first? Tell me about Omni Square. What's it all about? Well, I'll just um, call it. I'll just call on somebody. Yeah. Oh, okay, it, Ronnie. Well, I just it was an idea of just not like being in a different realm, um, not really being, you know, dead or alive, but just being in a different realm. But seeing people that might have passed on, or or that you haven't seen in a while, you know, they're in, in so you're you know you're kind of speaking out to them. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the like the chorus or the verse. It's like I want to find, I want to see, um, I want to feel the way you breathe. You know, it's like kind of missing somebody. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. kind of in an, in another place, so that you can be with that person that's not there with you. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it does to me, but I'm you know I'm a musician too, so I can follow that. <laughs> <laughs> are we all on the same page so Square is the is the place that uh it, the, is that, that, that existence location where you're seeing everything else happen right yeah yeah that level of existence or that sphere yeah. mm-hmm. this is so funny so this is an audio only but uh and you guys can't see this but where john is positioned as camera there's a smoke detector or something above his head. And it looks like he's wearing a giant earring on the side <laughs> of his head or a radar sensor. or something. <laughs> it's like, wait, what did you put something on your head for Halloween? <laughs> so sorry about that. So, so that's what the Omni square is. It's a, it's an existence plane. How about that? An existence plane. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that sounds pretty cool. Well, we'll give it a listen. Enigma Theory is the band, Wyndham, Maine is the town, and Omni Square is the song.
with Enigma Theory here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. And guys, this is the last segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So what do we have to look forward to with Enigma Theory for the rest of the year and what's coming up in 2024? How do we listen to you guys? How do we support you guys? What kind of merch or albums or CDs can we purchase to, to help Enigma Theory? Uh, well, we're on iTunes, uh, Amazon, really any streaming site. Uh-huh. Uh, just Enigma Theory. It's all one word. Um, we have a new album out that came out March, I think. So that one's out everywhere. And then uh, Light Fight is our first single that we did. Um, our plan is to, we'll be recording a lot this winter and hoping to uh, release a single every month or every other month wow. uh, just that's go. bold <laughs> well we have a lot of music and we really want to get it out there um yeah. so the promises but that's why we're kind of starting through the winter and hoping to get a few songs done uh so that we could possibly do that and then by the end of the year um we'll take all the music that we released on digital singles um and put out a physical album gotcha on cd you're gonna do vinyl uh, yeah i've been hearing a lot of people doing vinyl anymore i've been trying to if we push it for vinyl but it's a little it's a little pricey it's really pricey but <laughs> yeah. uh from what i've understood it's pricey and it's really cool because it's really yeah it cool. is really cool <laughs> john any uh closing comments here anything you want to say like what's um, coming I, for you in 2024? You're going to get a five string? <laughs> no, no five string. Hey. Um, I'd just like to say if you're in the New England area, the hard copy for our CD is at uh, Bull Moose Music. If you want to go in there and get that, that'd okay. be cool. Um, they support a lot of local uh, local talent then? Yeah, they do. And cool. we really them. So um, that's a good thing. And then we have a uh, show at the Flask Lounge in Portland, Maine on uh, January 27th. So if you want to be out and about for that, that'd be cool. And we're playing... Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. We're playing The Empire uh, in Portland um, the 28th of December. And what is that? Um, Just another venue in Portland. Um, Oh, okay. We're opening... Uh, this this guy named Tucker. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, not his last name, but is it Carlson? Tucker, yeah, is it Tucker Carlson? <laughs> no, going to come and expose uh, Twitter. <laughs> no, but he's he's invited us to come open up for him at this place, and it's a it's a nice place, so we're we're happy to do it. And it'll be like more of an acoustic set, but oh, that's neat. It'd be interesting drum. to hear you guys doing acoustics, yeah? When you do yeah. acoustics, then do you just sit on the cajon, Ronnie, or do you just bring, like, a snare? Or... Oh, no, I've never used one of those. Um, really? <laughs> no, yeah. No, I, I bring a them. I just bring, like, a, a bass drum and a snare drum, yeah. and I play with, I play with brushes uh-huh. uh, and just make it light, but it, it sounds good, yeah. Cool. Scott? What's up for you in 24? Um, hopefully just, just writing more. I yeah. got to get back in the uh, the mood of uh, throwing some stuff down. Well, guys, this is fun. Uh, website, enigmatheory.com, right? 
Yes. And what other social media? You're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, what? Yeah, we we definitely we're on Facebook. Okay. We have Instagram. And then I have a TikTok. Unfortunately, I'm embarrassed (laughs) a TikTok and I mostly post band stuff on it. Um band stuff like your band or just bands in general? No, our band. Um, okay. We actually have a TikTok page, uh-huh. and then I tried into it, and it said it was uh, deleted by TikTok. So I was like, oh, man, so I'm afraid to change my yeah. personal to a band TikTok so it doesn't get deleted. Gotcha. Well, we'll find you if you're out yeah. there, right? The band is called Enigma Theory. Guys, thank you so much. Up next, we're headed to Harrison, Maine, and we're going to meet... Dr. Dan, and the Brothers Blues Band. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.